Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ormark on the World Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing, and I am just thrilled and excited to have with us today Sarah Day, the co-founder and cause director at Even Stevens. This is a thriving social enterprise based in Utah. Uh, I just am excited to share their story with you, so stick around. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Sarah, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yes, now is the time when you can talk. So we, we're thrilled to have you and grateful that you would come. Uh, Even Stevens now has 20 stores in six states, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not an expert on restaurants, but I worked in the industry a little bit, done some evaluation. So even though you're not telling us the revenue, I've, I've been in the stores and I'm guessing that your revenue per store averages between roughly half a million and a million dollars. So you're talking about a 10 or $20 million enterprise. Uh, you, your business is profitable now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is, uh, this is kind of the real deal. Uh, uh, but uh, a lot of people are now thinking, uh, wait a minute, isn't even Stevens a sandwich shop? Uh, why are you talking to Devin? Uh, he's all about social entrepreneurship. What makes Even Stevens a social enterprise? So Even Stevens is a sandwich shop with a cause. So we knew from day one, we wanted to give back in some fashion. Um, and so after a year of kind of research, talking to nonprofits, really studying the social impact space, um, we came up with a really awesome um, model well, we think so. Um, so every time a customer buys a sandwich, we then donate one to a local nonprofit. Um, and we do that in kind of a special way, if you want me to go into that now. Please tell us how this works. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't make a sandwich and deliver it to uh, the United Way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when people hear of our concept, they often think that we actually make a sandwich, but we don't. <clears throat> and we do that for several reasons. So... Um, to give you context, we're donating as a brand over 110,000 sandwiches every month. Um, and stores like our downtown Salt Lake City store, that store is donating alone over 15,000 sandwiches a month. So obviously a lot. And we knew, you know, hey, if we're actually making the sandwiches, how scalable and sustainable is that really? And so we knew if we're making the sandwiches, there's so many limitations with that. You know, the labor alone for us to slice that many, put them all together, deliver them, it, it would just make it way too expensive for us and then our customer. And then on the nonprofit side, a lot of them don't really want to um, get all this pre-made food. You know, they, they have to figure out what to do with it. They may not want 500, you know, ham sandwiches all at once. And, you know, food waste was a really big thing that we were trying to avoid. So we knew if we're showing up with already made food all the time, that there's a higher um, propensity for it to go to waste. Um, the other big thing is a lot of nonprofits, they all have very different clientele. 
And so every client is going to want something different. Um, and so we knew we can't give Pam to, um, you know, nonprofits dealing with refugees or kids may want <clears throat> peanut butter and jelly. So we just knew, you know, if we're making the sandwiches, we're really limiting our give back. And then ultimately, it's not really sustainable just because if we're just handing out sandwiches, say, you know, at a park downtown, what problem are we really solving if we're just giving a man a fish once? And so we knew if we were working through nonprofits, um, that that would be better. So how we actually do it is we pick four nonprofits per store and we set each of them up with a Cisco account. And if you're not familiar, Cisco is a national food distributor. That's who we use. And so the nonprofits are able to have this account with Cisco and we give them a budget every month where they can then order food ingredients and it's what they want and when they want it. So rather than us being like, here's 500 peanut butter and jellies, have fun, they have a list of almost 200 items they can order from. Um, it can be meats, cheeses, breads, whatever. Um, they pick what they want, they order it when they want, and then it's delivered right to them. So it just makes it, um, A, more efficient for us, but also ultimately for them. It, it does seem like it really works well. Uh, Back in the early days, as you remember, you know, kind of going through it, what, what were the, how did you iterate to that? Did, did you experiment with literally making sandwiches for people or did you uh, quickly come to this as being the way it had to work? Um, so we were fortunate to have about a year to work on this before we opened and that whole year Originally, we were like, okay, how can we make these? Where would we make them? I think we actually reached out to the Utah Food Bank and we're like, can we borrow your kitchen, you know, to a couple times a month? And, you know, we just figured out really quickly that that wasn't going to work. And we just knew it would, be, it would be too expensive for us. And then that cost would get passed on to our customers. And so um, during that year, we met with a lot of different nonprofits and really ask them, what's working right now for you with other programs and what's not? And so through that, and then we also heavily studied Tom's Shoes. Tom's, as you know, was the one, they were the ones that kind of pioneered buy one, get one. Yeah. And um, even in their early days, um, you know, everybody thought, oh, this is so awesome. But slowly over time, they kind of got more criticism with it. Um, and so they didn't even change their model. And so... Uh, with buy one, give one, like how can you solve a bigger problem? So we kind of really studied them, really studied nonprofits. And then one thing I always tell people if they're wanting to start a social impact business is to really establish your criteria up front and say, I'm going to hold myself to these things. And, and if anything deviates from that, we won't do it. So an example for ours is we wanted it to be efficient. We wanted it to be effective. We wanted it to be scalable and then ultimately sustainable. So with all that combined in that whole year, that's how we kind of figured it out. Right. So you know exactly what percent of revenue goes into the sandwiches you give away to that, to that budget. What, what is that percentage? So it's actually not a percentage. It's a flat 54 cents for every sandwich sold. Because we nice. know, you know, his percentage is, it, it's just not, we didn't want any variability with it. So 54 cents, every sandwich, burrito, um, wrapped up salad um, is donated. And 54 cents with a bulk wholesale distributor goes a long way. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, brilliant model. Brilliant model. Um, 
what drew you to this? Uh, you were, I mean, you're only 28 now. Uh, you were a kid. So yes. what, how did you get connected into this opportunity and what drew you to it? Yeah, so um, I was obviously um, still in college when I first heard about this idea, but prior to hearing about it, um, I, I was a business major and I was going to school right in the middle of the recession. So, um, you know, all that financial fraud and bullshit and uh, just seeing all that green and I just was kind of turned off by that. And I'm like, well, I'm a business major, but that whole aspect of business, I don't want anything to do with. Um, our owner, I, he had the original idea and I heard about it from his son. And I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> Um, and I've been in food since I was 15. And so this just seemed like the perfect meshing of, you know, food background, business, and then ultimately wanting to give back and being a better person and being a better company. And uh, has it met your expectations? Have you found this to be as fulfilling and rewarding as, as purpose-oriented as you envisioned? Or do you find yourself stuck in the minutia of making sandwiches? No way. Um, I think that we had an idea of what this could be, but to see where we're at now is, I couldn't even have dreamed of that. We've grown to 80 nonprofit partnerships and, and we're partnered with Boys and Girls Clubs, Senior Centers, Addiction Recovery, um, Domestic Violence Shelters, like really all over the place that we're helping people. and. It's the thing that's been the most cool is because these partners are now spending our money on food and not necessarily theirs, they're able to reinvest a lot of those funds back into their programs and services. And they, you know, collect that information and, it, and the stories that come back are just so cool of how they're repurposing their dollars. So no, couldn't, couldn't have ever dreamed of this. You've been at this for a while. You've been hugely successful, Sarah. What is the most important lesson you've learned in your career? Um, God, there's so many. I, I think, again, going back to it, I think just really establish your criteria and what your principles are before you try and build anything. Um, I see a lot of people wanting to start a business for good or even a business in general, and they don't really lay out first here's what I want to accomplish with this and here's how I'm going to do it and really holding true to what their original principles are. So I would just say that's a really important step that I would recommend. So, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Sarah, why do you think it's important for entrepreneurs to tackle a social issue along with their for-profit mission? I think in the day and age that we're in, it's, you know, we're, we're expecting a whole different level of responsibility from businesses. And I think we've seen what happens with companies and capitalism when it kind of goes the wrong way. And I think, you know, if we're wanting to make it better for not only this generation, but future generations, it's really not that hard for companies to kind of pitch in in any way that they can. It doesn't have to be a whole program maybe built into your company like we have. It could be, you know, you're doing something once a month or you can start small. Um, but I, I just think it's really important. I think it's easy. And then even if you want to look at it 
in a marketing sense. People my age, that's really what we're looking for. And I think, I mean, think, I think people of all ages, but we're really drawn to companies that are giving back or doing something, not only with our dollars, but where we want to work. So um, if you want to look at it in a business sense too, it'll help you overall in the end as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Sarah, what is your superpower? Um, it's probably kind of lame, but I think organization. Um, I'm really good at kind of project management organization and kind of laying things out in a systematic way. And I think that's been really helpful for us because we're a really super creative team and we have a lot of ideas. So I'm, I think I kind of help uh, keep it on track, I guess. Oh, fantastic. That's great. That's a, that is a powerful superpower. Well, Sarah, before you go, and I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. I know you've got to run, but tell us how people can learn more about Even Stevens and how they can connect with you personally. Um, so on Even Stevens, you can just go to our website, evenstevens.com. Um, we're all over Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram, Even Stevens Sandwiches. And then Facebook, you can find any one of our stores in your area, and they have their own page. Um, and then for me personally, I'm all over Instagram uh, and then also LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah, and we wish you every success in the great work that you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me. All righty, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.